Welcome in and thank you for joining us on the Pay the Price podcast. This season is called The Dawn of the Deliculum and you are tuning in to episode number three. So just uh, to touch on the system, you know, we, we like to kind of teach you a little bit here and there about the system. So what you'll hear us do during the session is talk about moves and the Iron Sworn and uh, Starforge system, it, it tells you or it essentially says when you're choosing an action, you choose a move. And then that move has a description of the action and as well as three potential outcomes. So I mentioned before that we might have a strong hit outcome, which is very favorable for you, a weak hit outcome, which is neither you know, it's neutral, or you have the miss outcome, which is the negative one. So each one, will, each one depending on the move, carries certain repercussions. Uh, also, other could have other potential aspects in terms of getting bonus momentum or losing supply or, or paying a price if you were to miss. So you'll hear us mention moves, and there's a whole defined list of moves that comes from the Starforge system. Um, in this season, we're going to use primarily the ones that come out of the book, but in future games, when we're converting other systems, we might slip in some other ones just to customize it to fit that game and setting. So you can learn more about all that and everything else that we have going on and show your, show your support at, for us at patreon.com slash Samurai Beat. We will have patron-exclusive content and we'll be publishing other shows like The Midnight Connection, which is Eddie and my conversational podcast about just about anything, including parenthood, as well as providing online tools that you can use to facilitate your own games like ours. With all that being said, let's get into the game. My name is Chris Patu, and today I have with me the primary players of the Pay the Price podcast, starting with Mr. Eddie the Red Tree Fuentes. Hello, hello. The Guru Roman Picardo. Good, every, good evening, everyone. And the Muay Thai champ, Ivan Palaroan. Howdy. Howdy. So before we dive into the actual session today, we'll do a quick recap of last session. So last time on the Dawn of the Deliculum... Our intrepid crew decided, well, actually had to make a stop at an outpost based on uh, one of Sparrow's move rolls. So we roll up to the Tenzin outpost and discover on our way there that two members of the party have some history there, being Duke and Sparrow. In terms of uh, one essentially being sought after, we're not, insured, we're not entirely sure about the nature of that. And, uh, and that was Sparrow. Someone is seeking him from that station. And then Duke had not really disclosed the nature of his history there, but it didn't sound good. And so upon arriving, the ship docks and is greeted by one, uh, I don't, do we even say what kind of, <laughs> just a small figure? <laughs> do we uh, describe him all that much? I can't remember. Are we talking about Thump? Yeah, about Thump. Yeah, kind of think Space Gerbil. Space, that's right, the Space Gerbil. Space Gerbil Thump comes on board the ship to repair the engine. Unfortunately, he's got, uh, what do we call it? He's got ulterior motives and decides to sabotage the ship by producing a gas. Tries to knock out the crew, brings in some other goons to help and capture us, but the crew is fast enough, got their safety suits on to combat the gas, and we're able to sneak around, take out Thump and the goons, and escape Tencent Station before the arrival of a faction called the Ebon Reavers, which is the group that was looking for Duke. So the, the team manages to escape, and we are now exiting Tenzin Station before they could lock it down, and that's where we'll pick it up today. Ivan, you want to lead us off with setting this, the scene? Sure. All right. 
Uh, so the scene opens overlooking a massive lake enclosed by vastly tall mountains. It sits deep within the forest, serene and untouched. The long sunny days paint the lake a clear crystal blue. A woman dressed in white sits beside the shoreline gazing off into the distance. The same woman that longingly calls for Duke, uh, who, leads the uh, who leads the deliculum to this location. Uh, but as there are long, warm, and bright days, there are just as much long and dark, cold nights. When the sun begins to fall behind the mountains and night takes over, a mist begins to engulf the forest and blanket the lake. The mist grows to dense fog, and the manifestation of the woman slowly wisps away into the air. The lake, once calm, slowly begins to churn into turbulent waves crashing on the shore. A rumble can be felt through the ground, with the sound of wailing coming from the lake. Just beneath its surface is the glow of red eyes fading down into the depths of the lake. So pretty much, I, I just kind of wrote something, because uh, mm -hmm. I, had, I, had, I had rolled a peril lies ahead or lurks just out of you. Ooh, nice. Nice. Nice, it's a nice little setup. All right. So we are back on the Deliculum, on the way to an undisclosed location, right? Having recovered and gotten enough gas to get us out of there. And so I believe we are actually on the way to see this lady in the lake, mm -hmm. but we don't know where. Mm -hmm. We have coordinates. But we, we have coordinates. Well, where Duke has gonna, coordinates. Yeah, where that's going to land us, yeah. And right. did we get our engine fixed during all of that, or are we still missing a part because Thump uh, tricked Thumb us? screwed us? Yeah. I think it was for the most part fixed, if I remember. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like totaled. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we had, I think on the asset, one. One tick, um, right? One tick. That's what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine we would still stay at that tick. Okay. So our ship would be at four. Yes. All right. Do you want to, Sparrow, do you want to make one more of those, uh, what do we call it? The progress, or not progress moves, but the move to see the next milestone? Undertake expedition? Yep. I believe so. So is this the third one? I have two. The, the first milestone was getting was, was passing through Tenzin. Okay, that was the first one. We just got caught on the way with the ship. Yeah. Yes. Got you. Okay, so we need one other stop before we get there. Uh, oh, so we have it as a progress track to finding the Lady of the Lake. Yes. And so mm -hmm. we could break that down into any number of different milestones until we make the roll to see if we actually do make it there. Gotcha. Where, wherever this final destination is. So, yes. Sounds good. Okay. We are nowhere on the progress track for deliver the shipment to Durango <laughs> yeah, 5. Because we already <laughs> left. We abandoned. <laughs> we should might as well just abandon that one. <laughs> Ooh. But, uh, well, progress track. It was, an, it was a vow. So, technically. It was a vow. Was a vow yeah. if, it, yes, we all made a vow. Um, and if we do that, yeah, consequences. You can still do so, that, too. We'll have to consider that. Yes. So just have it in the back of our minds, because that was the initial uh, startup to when we first started. But wow, abandon a vow already. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so what are you thinking, Ivan? Are you going to go at speed? Uh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking speed, just because Duke really wants to get there. All Let's right. do it. Hit it. Uh, so edge, roll. 
Oh, nice. Strong hit. Oof. We reach a waypoint. All right. Um, hey, hey. Envision it and mark progress. Mm, what kind of waypoint do I want? I'm going to hit the progress. I don't know. What would be a good waypoint in space? Maybe just like a, uh, a some sort of repair dock where we can get like a good night's rest and our ship fully repaired. Also oh, like another station. Yeah. That like a, isn't like hostile. A, like like the space rest stop. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. The, the space like Motel 6. Yeah. Okay, like okay, so we could do we could do like a okay, so we reach a a neutral, yeah, mm-hmm. like a neutral yeah, interspace station. Yeah. Where we can just kind of regroup, resupply. Italy. If you want is, the role What is that it. station called? Let's call it the Zemeran. 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 Like that. All right. Who wants to set up the Zemeran station? To paint that. Who wants to paint that picture? I can go ahead and do it. So the Deliculum sees in a far off distance neon yellow emitting amongst the darkness. And the closer that the ship heads to it, that neon yellow thins out into the border that comprises a floating space station, almost looking like a top, you know, like a spinning top, where it's like really thin at the bottom. And as it goes up, it kind of like goes outward. Um, And we know that to be the Zimmerin station, a neutral place in space for anyone to be able to go in and refuel resupply get a good night's rest and while all the people that work there are trustworthy the bars and the places of lodging can be kind of sketchy just because there's a lot of different kinds of people there so you have to keep your wits about you not of your ship but about you when you're sleeping and so we arrive and we land and it's just think of like a neon city but instead of big tall skyscrapers it's more low to the ground wide horizontal and you can see the reflection of a dying star in the background into space and so we land with the deliculum right uh inbound courier ship please state your name and your and uh number of crew uh Zimmerin Outpost. This is Deliculum. Uh, we have four souls on board. Uh, we'd like a place to dock, please. All right, Deliculum, we've got you in and registered. You can go ahead and dock at port five, sending that location to your nav radio. <laughs> yeah, to your nav system. <laughs> Trying to keep it low tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, copy received. We will proceed to that uh, docking station. Is there any kind of particular supplies or uh, services that you need while you're docked here? Uh, we're looking for f- uh, fuel. Uh, we're looking for food. A uh, couple of um, some uh, repair supplies and we're looking to for a place to stay for the night. Copy that. We'll have a, a an array of options available for you. You can choose whatever fits your cost. Okay, thank you. So as we pull in and import into uh, the station you see like a crew 
of five small statured aliens. Now, these are not gerbil-like. They are longer, lankier, almost like the middle of their arm is as thin as a toothpick. But as you get to their forearms, it kind of flanges out. Um, And you see them carrying like a cart of supplies and fuel covering it. And they wait at the door as we get out of the ship. Uh, It's good to be in a quote unquote neutral station. Uh, If y'all haven't been here before, this is considered neutral space. However, we still have to watch our backs. Captain, all I need is just a good night's sleep. I hear that. I don't know if I'm going to get it, though. This this whole situation is it's just it's like needling in my mind. All these different things. If I may ask, Captain, um, um, what happened to you and your wife? If if it's too personal, then you don't have to answer. So as as he's uh, he's sort of having si- a quick side conversations with the aliens to kind of get get them uh, you know negotiating a quick quick engine repair and some other resupply and, and things like that so he's half talking to them and half conversing with you you um you know it wasn't uh it wasn't too too long ago but you know, my wife and I we used to we used to do courier runs together. Yeah, you know, we were we were a great team. In fact, uh, we we met on a just by chance on a on a courier run that we. Funny enough, we were both sort of competing couriers and ended up, you know, finding a spark between us. And uh, you know, we we went a long time. We we did real well as a pair as a team. And, uh, Made a, made a good name for ourselves. We we had, you know, regular clients. Things was things were going great. And then one day she took a mission. She took a job. That was gonna take her out to a different part of space. Um, you know, we'd done things like that before. It's just usually it was together. And so we'd always come back. You know, despite the circumstances. And but this one she really wanted to take and it was a it was a one-man show so despite my misgivings i trusted her to to do it to to pull it off and make it back um but she went off on the mission and the ship that she was on just it disappeared and um and that and that was that there was i searched i I went everywhere I could to find news about the ship, about the job, about what might have happened, about her and the crew, and it was as if they had simply vanished. And um, so, you know, I don't. Everyone else is trying to tell me that she was surely gone, um, but I can't until until I know for sure. I am not going to believe that no matter how long it's been no matter how long it takes for me to find some shred of evidence some shred of proof that either she is truly gone or or she's still around somewhere and um 
I'm going to keep looking. And I've been... I do the courier jobs that kind of push out on the rim to, to get more information, to find out what else I can you know, find out there. And now, now suddenly, on this mission we've got, on this job, we've, I have a, a vision. And I, it's never happened before. I, you know, I mean, I'm not prone to these types of things. You know, I, I don't know, I know, I know Luz is different, but this is, it doesn't happen. I don't, I don't hear these, I don't hear voices like that. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening, but the hope that I might find anything at all that tells me something about what happened or even the slimmest hope that I might actually find her there is why I'm so willing to go. And I get it. You guys literally have just met me, you know, and you may have, may have heard or, you know, heard about my reputation, but you're putting a lot on the line to go with me. And I, I'm sure my, my attitude and, you know, being Duke, you don't always get the appreciation for that, but you have no idea what, what this really means to me to have you guys be willing to go with me. I know we've foregone our original Valor right out the gate and I can always settle up with that client later. You know, he's, he's one of my regulars, but he would, I even think he would understand that I have to see this through, even if it's a fool's errand. And is it from these voices that you got the coordinates? It is. Hmm. It was her voice. And what's her name, Captain? Jasmine. I, I wish I knew where the voices came from. I, I really wish someone else heard that, <laughs> you know? And it's not just me being schizophrenic or something. But like I said me hearing it and then you seeing her is there's some sort of destiny here there's some sort of destiny happening right here you're absolutely right captain if i had heard this story at any other time i'd tell you that you're full of it and insane but that is the woman that i saw at the bottom of the lake so either way whether it's my fate to help you or my fate to find her i know that that's the place i'm supposed to go next see puts his hand on your shoulder like men do Says <laughs> <laughs> loose you know I really you live up to your reputation and you're worth every penny <laughs> and he gives you a, a <laughs> wry smile <laughs> loose like lowers the shoulder so your hand slips like right off of it starts walking a little bit faster and says I understand so with that said the coordinates I might check with um, this station's um, information, see if they have any maps or any other data according to the state or your coordinates are. Um, um, I'll go ahead and get it to you and I can check to see if there are anything, you know, even if a tourist map or data would be helpful instead of going into this blind it's not a bad idea actually we could hit up the bars if you guys are up for it maybe we can find out some other information from other travelers people come yeah. and go through here all the time sure all right. again that was the intent so at least we have 
some information uh, what of the potential dangers if not sights to see since we're on our way there and as for the vow for our client technically we didn't give a timeline so we are still on track with our vow he may not agree with that <laughs> but like i said i can handle that <laughs> well either way we'll we'll i'm committed to you to do both technically i'm being paid to do both but i'm on your side captain and if it's in my power i shall help any good place that has great lodging and is worth the credits and lodging is gonna have a good bar so why don't we kill two birds with one stone and find the place that we're gonna stay tonight and maybe start asking some questions sounds like a plan they said it's gonna take them the better part of the rest of today to finish that engine so we have some time shall we do a gather information it's also Ooh, are we, are we doing also, a bar scene yeah we should begin, <laughs> begin a bar scene we also we are also sojourning to a certain space uh to a certain point we're uh, resting sojourn i think it's one of the moves called so i thought we were going to sojourn too but gather information sounds just as good move as any we could uh, yeah sojourn is like the recovery yes um Oh, think. that's a good idea, actually. So, because yeah. when you spend time recovering within a community, you can roll plus heart on a strong hit. It's a safe refuge, and then you can choose how you recover on a weak hit. It's safe, but you are short on time and resources are strained. Right. So you can choose a limited recovery move. On a miss, you can only choose one, one such moves. Sure. Oh, and choose one of the below. The community yes. needs your help. Yeah. Or you find no relief at no all. Relief. Yeah. <laughs> Situation I mean, gets worse. Since we're trying to repair our ship, maybe this yeah. place will, will take care of uh, mm. and resupply as well. See, this heal, heart, and repair or supply. So. That's a good call. Is that is this my role because I'm the captain? Yes, yes I, would, I, would, I would assume so. All right, here we go. Heart. Here See, comes captain. the heart roll. Oh, weak hit. Okay. Weak hit. On okay. a weak hit, as above. Time is short or resources are strained. You and your allies each make one recover move instead of two with no more than three moves total among the group. Okay. Um, so it is a safe refuge, which is yes. what we expected coming in. You can choose one, a recover move, either heal, harden, or repair, or resupply. And we can go to a maximum of two this go, correct? It's oh, one per person, correct? Yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of actual recovery to do, so I think yeah. The yeah, repair. pretty much all recovered. Yeah, I think yeah. we just call it a successful resupply and repair once yes. the time has passed. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree. Woohoo! Good one. Um, you don't want to heal. I see you have four on health. Did oh. I? Yeah, you took. I thought damage. I had. I thought I had rolled to not take that, or did I, I take it? I don't remember. I th well, I'll heal. Either Good way. No, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a badass. Because I got yeah. clocked in the face by the... Yeah. Uh, it's a scratch. It's a by, scratch. By the lever. But yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Thank you. Good looking oh. out. Mm -hmm. Of course. Got to look out for my captain. It's a good thing yes. we have the team dashboard. Wonderful yes. tool. Otherwise, I'd still be injured. <laughs> <laughs> and then... All right, to the bar. To the bar. All right. And then technically our ship is fixed correct it will be 
Yeah. Yes. Once we allow once enough we get time. Back to it. Excellent. Sojourn. Gotta love it. Alrighty. Are we gonna treat this like a scene? Oh, yeah, gather information sure. or scene. Oh, I think it may, I think it'll be be fun as a scene instead of a roll and pass or fail. Okay. So if we treat it like a scene, beginning the scene, when you face an extended or complex challenge, name the objective and choose a rank. So would the objective be to gather information on the mysterious coordinates? Yes. I think so. I think that's correct. So we choose Project Track. Then you activate a four-segment tension clock and face danger or secure advantage to take action. Oh, a tension oh. clock. Four tension What kind clock. of tension are we facing here? Oh, we're in a bar. I don't like the way you smell. <laughs> <laughs> Conflict is just naturally going to happen yeah. at some point. Well, four segments. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be... Uh, combat conflict it could be like you know uh you're being propositioned <laughs> this is true so what shall we say is the tension we are facing what could potentially happen after a certain amount of time is there an oracle for that it could just be maybe the locals get way too suspicious that we're asking questions about something oh and then they'll just shut down oh okay but it's a rest stop, so how local can you get? I mean, every place has to have a local, even if it's the people who just work there. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is neutral, but it's, you know, it's far from. Yeah, it's not friendly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not friendly. All right, then. So the tension clock will say locals become suspicious, or do they actually take action against us? Let's let's leave it at they become antagonistic. Yeah. Right. Or yeah, right now it's neutral. There's like unfriendly and then straight out antagonistics and then there's on the opposite and friendly and uh accommodating. We'll leave it at a fifty fifty. Okay, fifty fifty. Four count clock. All right. So progress track is gain information of sector. Default is Dangerous, or should we say formidable? I'm wondering if a scene is designed to be like like a challenge of some kind. Because I'm looking at these other moves that are related to scenes, mm -hmm. and they're like, they consider it a challenge situation. Yeah. Which is why it limits you to either face danger or secure advantage. Right. Good question. You're, it's basically you making progress against the clock. Right. So, I mean, we could still do it. I just. Yeah. We can make it work. Yeah. We'll, make it yeah. Work. we'll finagle it. Whichever triggers first. Yes. Fill the progress track or the tension clock goes off and then you make the finish move. Okay. So who has good heart, which is the charisma? Oh. Nobody really. <laughs> <laughs> but I am the diplomat. Yes. So Duke, Duke is the diplomat. Oh, yes. So. That's a good asset, too. Yeah, the diplomat. Let's see. What do, we, what do we get with diplomat here? When you make... I chose the second ability. So when you make a move to defuse, reason, or negotiate, add plus one, which we currently are not doing. You chose the second ability for... I did, yeah. Uh, Hold on. 
take a quick look because I thought everything starts with the first one, and then when you upgrade, then you can move. Then you can choose. Oh, yeah. Well, let me know. I'll look it up. Either way, it doesn't really apply because the, okay. the first one is for swearing a vow. Yeah. All right, or oh yeah, when you swear an iron vow to resolve a dispute, negotiate an agreement, or gather support. I'm not swearing, so okay, it will not affect it. But let's do a. We'll call it secure advantage. I'm going to assess the situation first. Okay. Let, let's see what the what what is the bar status at the moment. You want me to give you the rundown? You you want to set the scene for the bar first? Yeah, is unless that, you want to. No, you can go for it. So, as we are walking from the like dock area, the more industrial part of this settlement, get into like a homier part. Again, everything's really low to the ground, single level kind of vibe. And we see this sign that's lit up with like, you could tell really crude wire that's been like repurposed and reused from just like recycled materials. And in big yellow neonish letters, you see NYX. And so you find that you are at the bar slash lodging place of Nick's. And so you go inside and as we all go inside, you hear the lively commotion of probably two dozen people in this little hole in the wall. Now, once you get inside, it's very like the walls are made out of like an organic earthy material, kind of clayish, kind of hand pressed. You see repurposed LEDs lighting certain places, but it's all very low dim light until you get to the bar. Um, and at the bar, it is a lot brighter and you see the friendly face of the bartender. But as you look around the room, you notice that there are a lot of different kinds of people. You can clearly tell there are travelers, couriers, locals, some military types. And way in the corner under like a weird flickering LED, you see one table that has five gentlemen in red robes. Do we, is this a known organization? Do we think? I would say to us, probably not. Um, I did find it, by the way. Okay. Um, all assets include three abilities. The first will be filled in when you purchase the asset. Got it. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking you have we have secure an advantage as a scene move, but that's you know assessing the situation, making preparations, or attempting to gain leverage within a challenge. But I also kind of want to do gather information. Hmm. Asking the red rogue dudes is curiosity bit. I ah, it could be hit or miss. <laughs> Should we just say if if. Since gather information is not actually a scene move, but if we use it in this context, if there's, uh, let me see, uh, the scene move, securing like an advantage. Like progress thing? Yeah, I just want to yeah. see, on a strong hit, you mark progress. On a weak hit, you don't. Okay, so it looks like only on strong hits for secure advantage, we would mark progress, if I'm reading that correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so agreed. If, if we use uh, a move outside of that group, strong hit qualifies as a progress mark. Sure, cool. 
Unless I'm, does someone else want to make the first gather information or whatever other move you might make? Well, you're uh, the charming yeah. one. Yeah, you have the diplomat oh, captain, right? Oh, thank you, thank you. All right, let me let me try this. Plus wits, no extra help. Roll says weak hit. On a weak hit, information provides new insight, but also introduces complication or danger. I take one momentum. Awesome. Okay. So, Duke, since we're just new, newly arriving at the bar. Duke strolls in, tries to get the lay of the land. Um, you know, it's a familiar setting for him. He's been to tons of bars all over all over space and everything, so he's not really nervous. Although you never can be too careful. He does notice this group of robed folks in the corner. Does not recognize them, but just the fact that they're kind of look organized <laughs> and look like people not to be effed with. Uh, he's going to keep them in the back of his mind, but first thing he does, secures himself a drink. So he goes approach the bartender and uh, asks for an, an uh, not too cheap, but an affordable strong, stiff drink from the bartender. So, what's your poison? Yeah, I uh, want something... Give me a good stiff drink for me and my friends here. We um just arrived and you know need something to really settle us down for a nice night of rest. Okay. Hey Charlie, one rock cut for the newbie. Coming up. Yeah, make that four, please, Charlie. Okay. Coming up. He put so, Thank you. Um... What's the word over here? You know, we're new to the area. So it seems to be a pretty happening place. What's, uh, what's the latest? Uh, there's a pileup over on the space uh, northwest freeway. Um, pileup as in, just in case you didn't know, since you're new here, um, potential conflict. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, yeah. Jade is in love with Jeff again. Um yeah, I don't know about the red robe news. So far, they just came in and kept to themselves. Didn't bother ordering anything. Oh, that's my pet peeve, but thank you for ordering something. Enjoy your drinks. Oh, I have a good question. You ever see any travelers, or maybe you've been there yourself, but um, have you been around the area at these coordinates? And he shows a little... It writes down the coordinates onto a little napkin there. Is hmm. it familiar to you? Hmm. Haven't been out there myself. Uh, maybe you can check with... Uh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Jayla's there. She's She might have been in that area. I think she's a courier, so she might have taken um, a few... Uh, packages and or deliveries out that way. Jayla, yeah, you could tell her that Rafe sent sent her sent you. Oh, he tips his glass. Much obliged, Rafe, uh, fellow courier. I'll definitely go and uh, make her acquaintance. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so Duke try looks to identify Jayla. Uh, as luck would have it, she comes. She's bringing back drinks back to the bar, so she actually approaches the group. You must be, uh, Rafe said you must be Jayla. Is that right? 
My name's Duke. Uh, well, Duke, what <laughs> brings you around these parks? Yeah, so uh, so Wraith tells me that you, you're a fellow courier, and you might have some experience over in this sector of space. And he slides his napkin with the coordinates on it. Uh, yeah, let me take a look at this. So you're a fellow courier yourself? Who are you yes, with? Indeed. Opulent Trinity? Primordial Jade? Who are you with? Oh, not, none of the above, actually. My name is Duke. Did I, did I not say that already? Oh, Duke. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice to meet you, Duke. Mm. I mean, you may have heard of me. I, I'm not... Don't have much of a name in this particular area of space, but you know, in other regions, I'm a little—I might say—a little well known over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not sure I have heard of you, but uh, that's yeah, all right. Let me, let me take a look at these coordinates here. No harm, no foul. Um, yeah, these coordinates here—I don't particularly fly this route. Uh, this mm. route is the Zyotis sector. Zyotis. Uh, okay. Nobody seems to fly over that route. Um, it is pretty much a no-fly place no i don't fly. know if you know duke but there is a uh it's kind of hidden behind a black hole so you know nothing really ever goes in nothing ever really gets out mm, is that you're saying is that this sector is hidden or that this these coordinates in particular these these coordinates particular are in the Zyotis sector behind a black hole which is behind a black which hole. is behind a black hole i see fascinating so I don't know whatever business you have there, but uh, that's a that's a risky trip there, buddy. And you're saying no one's ever been there and come back? Listen, I had a guy looking for those same coordinates just last week. Haven't last heard week. from him since. What guy? Can you tell me about this guy? Uh, never told me his name, but he was a tall, a uh, rather tall kind of burly man. Had a burly hat. Man. Do you say? Do you say anything about why he was looking? Uh, no, he was kind of in a hurry, and you kind of look like in a hurry as well. So whatever's going going down there, it's a pretty big deal. You say anything about the ship he was on? Uh, no, actually. Uh, all I saw was this, say, uh, it was a pretty small ship, I would say, from what I from what I saw at the dock. It's a pretty small ship. Looked like it uh, carried maybe like a crew of 10 Ten. But it's a, it's, it's, it was, is a probably like a speeder kind of, kind of ship. Hmm. Burly man with a hat, you say? Any, uh, any insignia? Was he flying any colors? Anything like that? Uh, he did have, uh, some sort of red painted on the side of his ship. And the ship was, uh, slightly, slightly armed. Definitely had some, uh, I don't know if he's military, but he's definitely, uh, some sort of a hunter. Okay. As you guys are talking, there's someone sitting at the bar that's been so quiet the entire time. You guys actually haven't even noticed him because he's just flat out drunk, face down on the bar. But he begins to shuffle and raises his head and says, Are you guys talking about the Zyota sector? Is that what I heard? Uh, uh, yeah, we were. Do you, you know something about the place? Know something about the place? Why I was born there. You were born there? A much long time ago. It's a really sad story, but I had to leave. I was one of the very few to make it out before the Delta Star burst. 
Uh, well, I've, I've got a little bit of time if you do, my friend. And, uh, motions to have, uh, was it Charlie, bring another drink? Why, thank you. Why, thank you, young man. I sure do love this drink. It's one of the few things that can keep the nightmares at bay these days. I still have vivid dreams of the fields of my home, so lush and green like an open prairie until you get to the tree line. The tree line? I mean, I'm here for your story, sir. What's your name, by the way? My name? No one's asked me my name in a very long time, but I think I remember it being Ruck. Ruck. That's right. Now, you may remember, I don't know if you know your history of this side of space, but there once was a settlement in the Zyotis sector, the settlement of Prika. And in Prika, we had finally found prosperity living under the warm light of the Delta Sun. Until one day, the sun began pulling all of the planets and rocks and asteroids closer and closer to its center. At first, it was really subtle. I remember the people of the community starting to say that they heard voices in the forest at night. But no one could really corroborate the stories with one another until one day, the leader of our town was found covered in blood coming out of the forest after one night with no moon. That sounds terrifying. Duke, uh, as Jayla's passing by serving other customers, he leaves a, a tip and a thank you on her tray. What? How long ago was this, Ruck? I'd say probably about 60 years ago. And that I, I presume that that was the cause of the black hole? As far as I remember, honestly, at this point, I've drunk myself so deep that I don't even remember the face of my own mother and father as we got out of that planet. How did you get out? There was, I believe, one ship that made it out. Who was on it, I couldn't tell you. I just remember all the screams and chaos as we left everything behind. But it wasn't that we were running from the exploding star. We were running from the people of the town. What do you mean? Something about the nighttime made people start going a little bit stir-crazy. Like I said, people were talking about voices in the woods and what these voices would tell them to do. Did you ever hear these voices? No, I never heard these voices, but my father did. I remember him coming home one very late night. My mother thought that I was asleep, but I could hear his wet, drenched boots slugging across the hardwood floor. My mother asked him where he was, and he said that he had been at the meeting lake with the rest of the people in the town. Wait, wait, a lake? Yes, there is a lake in the middle of the forest. It's almost like an oasis. People go to it and find a bit of respite from the terrors of the forest, but it is no safe place. There's something evil in that forest and in that lake. 
Did you ever talk to your father about what he heard, what he was told by those voices? No, my father was a different man when we got off the planet. In the ensuing chaos, I lost him and I lost my mother in ways that I'd rather not talk about. But I'm alone now and I think, I think I'm the only one that's made it out. Wow. I appreciate you telling me your story, Ruck, and I'm really sorry to hear about all that loss. It must have been incredibly tragic. I, I've experienced loss of my own, although not, not nearly on your scale. When you experience loss at such a young age, it's nothing but a dream now. A nightmare, but a dream nonetheless. I just hope you don't find your way there. But if you do... Stay away from the forest, and stay away from the red eyes that live in the lake. What, what, what are these red eyes you're talking about? I don't know anything more than that. It's just something my mother always told me before I left the house. Red eyes. And he looks over at Luz. Did you see red eyes in your vision? Do you remember that? Captain, I don't remember red eyes in my vision. Just the empty lake and the woman at the bottom of it. But who knows? My visions don't always tell me the full story. Just what I need to know for my next steps. Now, young fella, it's been a pleasure conversing with you. But if you don't mind, I've got some other people to bother for some drinks. You have a great day now. And please, don't go into the forest. And the old man hobbles away. The Duke spins around in his chair. Well, what's your take on all that, gentlemen? If this is the place we have to go, I'm hoping that your wife doesn't have red eyes. Well, she most certainly didn't when she was still with me. Who knows what's happened to her since then. Captain, I didn't see any red eyes in my vision, but I did see that lake in the middle of the forest. Now, if you're telling me that we have to cross... A black hole. In order to get to this place, I won't ask it a lot, but I will ask it this one time. Is this worth our lives? It's worth mine. But I can't answer that question for you. Well, all I can say is I hope that Sparrow can fly as well as I hope he can. My vision showed me the planet. I know that's where I'm supposed to go. In what state I get there, I leave into your hands. And he points at Sparrow. Sparrow, who who is a pretty light drinker, is kind of already like half, you know, tipsed. He looks at the captain. He's like, Captain, I'm with you till the end. We're, I will get you to this planet, black hole and everything. And he just kind of just like, Slams his face down to the table. <laughs> what kind of pilot can't hold his liquor? <laughs> you look You look at his cup and he's only like not even halfway through his drink. That's how light of a drinker he is. Look back at Charlie and Charlie's like, oops. Kind of <laughs> probably gave him a bit of a stiffer drink there. Well, that's what Rutgut will do for you. Good to know it's still that strong. Now, Captain, I do have one query. And that is, I'm sure we've all noticed at this point, those people in the corner. Mm -hmm. Do any of you guys recognize those robes? 
I feel like I've never seen that before. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've met another techno faction that has red robes. I don't recall anything. So I will do a um, a gather information myself. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to the bartender uh, to ask about those people in particular. So what is it? It's a roll plus wits. Yeah, you're ready. Oh, thanks. I got you. Team effort. Weak hits. We are making no progress, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're not rolling our tension clock. We should roll the tension clock. Oh, Oh, yes, yes. Tension clock. All right, so you got a weak hit. Let's not forget that. All right, so I got a weak hit. So information provides new insight, also introduces a complication or danger. Ooh, 51, just over the mark. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're cool. safe so far. <laughs> so Luce goes up uh, to the bartender, Rafe, and asks about the people in the corner, reiterating what Rafe had already told Duke, is that he doesn't really know who they are but he does know that their ship landed around the same time as this other group of mercenaries on the corner, uh, the other corner of the bar. And to maybe ask those people if they saw anything coming in. So Luce is going to go up to the leader of the mercenaries and with a drink in hand, offering the drink, and sits down at the table with them and is like, Greetings, everyone. I hope you guys are having a fine night tonight. Around for the table. Let us rejoice that we're here well and healthy. But I do have a possible favor to ask of you fine gentlemen, if you would help out a dear old traveler like myself. Mm, I was going to say, no drink comes without strings, right, boys? Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. No drink does come without strings, but luckily this string is a pretty short one. So word has it that you fellas arrived around the same time as those red uh, robed folks over there in that corner. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We did. Do you guys know anything about them? I feel like I've never seen that insignia on those robes before i've never seen him either now see when we landed and we docked me and me and the boys were saying that's a weird bunch okay we've seen a lot of stuff out there but robes like that and i tell you the ship they came on there's some weird stuff going on over there In my opinion we steer well clear of that group right there i can't guarantee but I'm pretty sure that when I saw their cargo da- cargo doors open, I'm now. You didn't hear this from me, but I swear, and my boys here will swear, we saw chains on the walls of the ship. We saw shackles. We saw, we saw all manner of things that don't belong on a ship. You understand? I think I do. Pretty mysterious indeed. 
Well, gentlemen, I won't bother you further, but I really hope that if anything were to go down tonight for any reason, that I could count on you having my back just as much as I would have yours. You can until the next drink shows up. Charlie, another round for the table, please. Take care of these fine gentlemen. Coming up. Gentlemen, good night. Good night. Good luck. Luce comes back to the group and tells the information to the group about shackles, um, chains, and weird things out of the cargo bay of the ship for the hooded figures. Hmm. We're going to drop our team supply to four. Is that fair? Uh, but didn't we resupply? Yeah. We're well, in the this middle is, of resupply. This is like we're paying for all these things. Oh, oh, oh. all okay. of that is incidental. Um, you think so? Well, okay. to a certain degree, um, as long as like if we're purchasing a house, then monetary comes into situation. But anything for the small stuff, all right. like for drinks, um, I'll find it out where it is. But um, again, there's no cash per se, so it's less things to track. So yeah, I know. Just we we keep paying out <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for information. Well, yeah. Do so, we want to roll the clock after that conversation? Oh, yes. You could roll the clock after that. All right. Who want somebody else hit that one this time? All right. Uh, above 50, we're safe. Above. Where is the roll? You can just uh, use the roll dice okay. roller. I, I got it. Oh, there you go. Let's tick it off. Tick one it off. Tick. Okay. The, some of the locals are starting to see where... We're working the room a little bit. Working mm-hmm. the room. Working the room. Um, where are we on the progress track? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> well, I mean, we got some information. Yeah, we right? got information. That's true. That's true. We got the name of the sector. Yeah. We got some mm-hmm. sort of history yes. on the planet. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of information on the red hooded people, although that's not part of the progress, I guess. Um, we could do so a, at least two blocks. We could, two yeah, boxes. We could do a. I think that's fine. Okay, I'll put two boxes then. So as Luz comes back to the group and says, "Look, guys, we've been here. I don't know how many more drinks Sparrow can take. So <laughs> we're gonna need to either hit the hay or do a hail mary. How comfortable are you guys?" Maybe we just make a grand announcement and oh, see who cool. can help us out. Uh, uh, I think so. Oh, there's a lot of people in this yeah. bar. <laughs> uh, I, mean, we've got I don't military. know if that's good or bad. We've got other well, we, got, we definitely got the support of the military folks over there. As long as we keep buying them drinks, we'll be protected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I trust uh, the mercenary about as far as I can throw them. Yeah. They look pretty heavy. I don't think we can throw them that far. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, is there anywhere else we can go on a rest stop? At this rest stop? Um, I'm forgetting some rest personally. Again, we didn't get a chance. Especially you. You still haven't gotten, a, gotten your chance to go to sleep yet, uh, Cap. Um, it was seems like it was only five minutes, and then all of a sudden you told us to reroute. So maybe we should get some rest, and for the rest of our resupply and our repairs, maybe we can get more information. Just not at the bar. I don't know. Look, I'm not going to pretend to know how you adepts work, 
But isn't there some sort of like collection of knowledge stored somewhere that you guys have that you can access at different parts? Maybe, you know, like a library of sorts? Okay. Um, again, I haven't been out of uh, our compound. So if there is an information kiosk of sorts and, you know, general, I guess I could look up there. Um, is that how these rest stops work other than the bar and refueling resupply? Typically. All right. Um, so I get up, head over to Rafe. Hey, Rafe. Yeah, what's your poison? Actually, I just wanted to know, is there information kiosk for for travelers like us, you know, to get any um, travel advisories or other f forms of warning, interstellar or planet-wide? Oh, yeah, just head over to Gary's information booth. He'll help you out there. All right. Thank you, Rafe. Look, guys, I'm going to... I'm going to take advantage of this time, and I think I'm going to turn in. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and um, see if there's any information on our sector at their information booths, and I'll turn in later. That sounds good. I'll keep Sparrow company here and make sure he doesn't puke all over the bar top. Okay. You all right, Sparrow? I'm good. Let's keep her going. <laughs> Charlie. Two more. Two more. The other die hasn't finished his first one. <laughs> nice. All right. I'll, I'll give you one and a half. Actually, here, I'll give you one, and I'll just top off this other's drink. Although that looks like it's only two drops worth. I knew I liked you, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. Luz, give me a, give me a roll. Just any roll? Yep. Okay. Strong hip. 41. I'm looking at the 41. Okay. All right. So while, while Goshi is out trying to get connected with the, you know, the, the library database and Luz and Sparrow are continuing the festivities at the bar Duke makes his way back to a room and decides to call it a night. And of course, he's having trouble getting to sleep with everything that he's learned. With he's trying to piece together what it all means in terms of like why why is he being called by whatever the heck is at this Ziotis, you know, location, and he's trying to make sense of it all. And obviously, there's just nothing to make sense of there. Um, and he's trying to figure out how we circumvent the black hole. And in the middle of trying to process all that, he, he actually does nod off eventually and get to sleep. Unfortunately, lose. Right, okay, go ahead, Sparrow, give me a roll too. Let's see. Okay, neither lose or Sparrow <laughs> <laughs> notices the group of five robed, red robed figures leave the bar. And, okay, uh, Goshi, why don't you give me one too? All right, let me just go ahead and use this thing. 57. Quit. Goshi doesn't notice it either. So the, the red robed figures leave the bar quietly. They just kind of slither and slink out 
without without the rest of the party noticing. And the next thing we see is the five red robe figures outside of Duke's door with no help there for him. Mm. Oh. And very, very quietly, one of them works, you know, works a lockpick masterfully and has the door open, no issues. So now you have the five robe figures. So they're moving in almost like almost soundlessly. It's eerie how they're able to just kind of slide into the room without making a single sound. And they find Duke laying on the bed, totally unaware. And one of the figures produces a essentially a bag, a black bag. Reaches down, and as as he's approaching Duke, Duke can feel the presence. You know, he's kind of startled out of his sleep, just knowing that there's not just one pair of eyes, but several eyes watching him. Wakes up and turns his head only to find it enveloped by, you know, essentially what kidnappers use for their victims. This guy has a bag wrapped, thrown over his head, and he's thrashing about. But before he can even make an effort to get away from them, he's struck and knocked out and completely blacks out. So after after Luz and Sparrow finish with their festivities, you guys return to the room to find the door open. You find Duke's bed totally you know, a shambled mess. Blankets, pillows strewn about on the floor. Not a lot else is messed up, though. It wasn't like anyone rifled through the room. And Duke is nowhere to be found. Thanks for tuning in to Dawn of the Deliculum on the Pay the Price podcast. Dawn of the Deliculum and the Pay the Price podcast are products and trademarks of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com slash samuraibeat. We seek to entertain and enable adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.